Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Some quotes are dramatic. To be or not to be. And some quotes save you money. Go to Elephant.com and get your free quote online or call us at 855-ELEPHANT. More care, less cost. Discover the elephant difference at Elephant.com. More Cooley and Kevin on the Team 980 and the Team 980 app. Cooley's in Disney World with his kids and wife uh, having a great time, I'm sure. Eating turkey legs, cotton candy, loading up on bad food, but fun rides. Uh, The 11th annual Team 980 and DC Touchdown Club True Heroes Golf Tournament is set for June 11th at prestigious Woodmont Country Club in Rockville. It benefits the Purple Heart Foundation and Patriot Point. It's a great day of golf, food, drink with your favorite Team 980 hosts and other D.C. sports celebrities, and it honors the courageous men and women who protect our country. Get to the Team980.com now to reserve your foursome. John Kime, ESPN.com, ESPN, joins us right now for uh, Redskins at 8 continuing here, talking about the Redskins draft. Overall, your biggest takeaways from their 2018 draft, John, are what? They got better against the run, and they got better running the ball. Uh, Yes, both of those uh, areas were addressed in the draft. Um, Let's talk about Geis, because I do think, unlike recent drafts, John, where... You know, there wasn't like I, I, John Allen was a star player that fell to them, and, and the fan base was excited about it. But I don't think we've had a draft here in recent years where there's been a player that the fan base has been more pumped up about than the selection of I, Darius Geis. You, you agree with that, right? Oh, I, I definitely agree with that. And listen, he was a guy I really liked the kid as a runner. I, you know, and he's he's a fun guy to watch. And I know, like, you know, he doesn't have certain level of explosion to, you know, you know what I mean? That was like one of the knocks on him, but what I know is he runs with a lot of violence. And I like, like, when Clinton Portis was here and he ran like that, it trickles down to the entire team. And I just, I, you know, you get those big boy runs, you know what I mean? It's like, those are the kind of runs that kind of you, infuses the team with a different level of energy. And that's what he can do. Um, the question, obviously, with him was always about the off-the-field stuff. And that's part of why he fell to 59. I mean, he was widely considered the second best back in this class, and he fell. And I know in some cases it's a, well, you know, this is a style of back we want or whatever. But to to be the seventh running back suggests that there were people who had concerns with him. But he is a talented running back. And I texted with a uh, 
um, someone in, in the division and asked him about about Geis, and his response was he just texted back, beast, with four exclamation points. So that's, you know, other people really like him. I've talked to some who weren't as high on him, but again, it's a style thing. They may have liked different style backs. But, but you know, I think he was a guy who jumped out, and I think of all the guys that they have, he's the guy that I'm looking forward to most watching. Um, I, you know, I personally think that those, those red flags had a lot to do with it. I also think oh, some absolutely. teams, I, absolutely. yeah, I think some teams also may have had players evaluated at the same level, um, if not a little bit better. Uh, Schefter reported that the Redskins, were, that. The, Schefter reported the Redskins were going to take carry on Johnson at 44 had he not gone at 43 to Detroit. Yeah. Um, you heard that as well. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and so yeah, that, it's not. That's why I say you, you with with this. It's if they really, really, really wanted guys, they could have taken them at forty four. Now, may you know, and I, I'm going to find this out more, but like you know, it, they certainly had a level of confidence that he might be there at fifty nine. So you know, which is why you're willing to go back. That's why you know to get him at fifty nine is excellent value. Now. You're right. There are teams definitely had concerns about him. So, I mean, there may have been one or two who say, okay, and if it's close, we're going to go this way. But um, I knew there were other backs they liked and um, would, would have considered, um, you know, certainly certainly considered before him. Did you have any sense that when they traded back that, it, that there was another player in addition to Geis that they thought they could get by trading back to 59? I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not okay. sure of that at this point, Kevin. Because I, I had heard that they liked the corner from Colorado a lot, Isaiah Oliver, who actually went one yeah, pick oh, yeah, before Geis <clears throat> yeah, as no, well. I knew, yeah, I forgot that he was one of the guys there. Yeah, absolutely. I had heard that he was one to watch as well. Absolutely. And yes. he, he I, went, in fact, he was what. He was one of the couple names that somebody had, had um, tested me um, earlier in that day um, um, as someone to watch, yeah. Um, every year, this draft, you know, there's always a guy that the team, you know, is really jacked up about when the draft is over. Like, they they got this guy, they wanted this guy, and they got a great value on him. We know that they're pretty excited about Geis. Is there another player they're really pumped up about? <clears throat> um. I wish I could give you a better answer on that right now. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, uh, someone who's going to come in and, you know, you knew some things, like, but, you know, there's, you're right. There's always a guy in the draft that you think like that. I think Christian is a guy who's really interesting, the, the tackle. Um, but I think they, it seems like they feel really good about just the, you know, especially pain because of the ability to stop the run. Um, um, but as far as like later in the draft, it, you know, I'll have a better feel for some of that stuff today. Right. Um, and because, you know, some of those, in some cases, these guys are just Saturday night and Sunday, it's just all undraft, signing undrafted guys, pursuing them. I have better conversations today and tomorrow. Uh, we're being joined by John Keim uh, from ESPN.com. Um, all right, let's talk about the roster now uh, to a certain degree. They did not draft a guard. Um, and there was all, there was a lot of talk that that was going to be you know a focus at some point. They got Chase Ruye last year in the sixth round, um, and he became their starting center. Um, is there any chance that Ty Seki is given an opportunity to be a starting guard for this team? How do you think that plays out on the roster when we get to training camp? Yeah, and I'll answer that one second. The one guy I forgot to bring up was Tim Settle. I think that that would be the guy that. Yeah, when we're talking about that, I, and I, that's one because I knew that they had had him rated higher 
um, in the in the draft, and he was a guy that they had looked at earlier, or that you know thought they might be go after earlier. So to get him in the fifth round, I think he'd be that guy. So, anyways, going back to Ty, there is a chance. And, and Jay Gruden was asked this the other day, and he said, "Yeah, they're you know they might consider that." He can't practice right now, though. And I think if you're going to make that kind of a switch, you kind of want that guy to be able to work there a lot in the off season. Um, I don't know that, that that's the ideal situation, to be honest. Um, I think I'm curious to see what Ari Kwanjo does this year. Um, and I think, you know, between he and then Seki, um, you know, Kyle Kalis, Kyle Kalina, I think you may be able to find somebody there. Um, but I think Ari might be the guy you look at more than a tie in second. I guess it depends on when can he start practicing. And because again, I think if you're going to make that kind of a switch, especially for somebody, you know, he, it's one thing to go in there as an emergency backup. Then it's another thing to have to play the full time. And, to, you know, you, you can, they had so many injuries, you had to have somebody there. Um, I just, I don't know that that's the ideal situation. I think it's really hard for guys at that height with that length to play inside, um, where length is not the desired thing. Um, and um, so, I, so I think, I, yes, I think there's a, a chance. I just don't know that it's a great one at this point. Um, I know at one point in the offseason I was talking to someone about that, and it, wasn't, it hadn't been broached certainly with him at that point. And this is probably about several weeks ago. Um, so, you know, I think we'll see. I think, you know, my understanding has always been that Sean Laval would still be in the mix because he's still out there unsigned. Um, how strong that is? Well, he's still unsigned. So we'll see, you know. Um, but I think, you know, I heard like Ari Kwanjo again had, had, you know, that he's, it looks really good for whatever that's worth. But in other words, like what he's been doing the last couple of months, he, he looks good. And will that pay off? I don't know, but it's a, you know, it's a good place to start and he seemed to finish better. Um, last year, so I think he'd be a possibility as well. You know, it's interesting because you know Brandon Sheriff was really moved inside because of the lack of sort of long arms to play Correct. on the outside as a tackle, and typically you don't see six foot six inch guards. Although Derek Dockery was a huge guard, you yeah, know, in the NFL was. with length for for a while for the Redskins. Yeah. Um, Okay, I want to uh, sticking with sort of a projection of the roster to a certain degree. They didn't add a blocking tight end in the draft either. Do they think Sprinkle is that guy next year? Well, I, I certainly think that you know, um, yeah, you'd have to deduce that from this. When they drafted him, they knew that he wasn't really ready to be on a fifty-three man roster per se. They also knew they couldn't expose him to waivers because mm-hmm. they felt like they would lose him, that they couldn't stash him on the practice squad because he offered something that it's hard to find in the draft, which is a guy who's like a true, you know, tight end type, you know. And so I think, I think he certainly is a guy to watch. Now, um, whether or not he will, you know, who knows, but, um, I, yes, I think that would, that certainly played into that. Um, who else is out there as a potential addition? You know, we've heard Doug Williams and we've heard, you know, Jay Gruden talk about, look, free agency is a thing that continues past that initial rush, and there are always the post-June cuts, et cetera. I assume that Hankins is completely off the table, right? I would assume so. I mean, I, you know, listen, they just drafted two. They don't... Yeah, exactly. 
you know, and I don't know why you'd want to go out and spend money on another tackle. It's like, well, you could have, you could ever. You, at some point, you have to invest elsewhere too. They they have they have now drafted four defensive linemen in the last few years. That's a good inv- and they signed two others now. Whether you can make, you know, whether or not how good they are, you know, that's another thing. But the point is, there's been an investment there. They have a really good defensive line coach. Um, they need, to, you know, they could find some help at. Um, you know, uh, again, offensive line, again, we'll go back to the guards position because if they don't feel one of these guys can do it, there may be somebody cut there. So I think receiver you could look at as well as, you know, finding more depth there. But that could come whether that's, you know, signing more undrafted free agents there or seeing if somebody gets cut. Um, I think that's where I think that's what will be interesting to see what teams do now that they've gone through the draft and you know they're going to they're going to cut guys that that these guys could be interested in. So yeah, I would you know nobody's told me Hankins is off the table. I don't I really haven't asked because when you draft two guys, it should be clear. I got five seconds. Is Greg Stroman going to was he drafted in part to be a punt returner for this team next year? Possibly, a- absolutely, possibly, absolutely. Okay, possibly, yeah, and he's got to make the roster. But yeah, I would think. That's certainly something he can do and has done well. Stroman with six career returns for scores yeah, at Virginia Tech. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Appreciate it as Thanks, always. Kevin. All right. Sure. Uh, we will get to the Caps next and the controversy over the Hornquist no goal. Uh, after that, Jerry Brewer will be our guest at 845, and we'll talk some Wizards with him. It's Cooley and Kevin. Cooley's out this week. It's Galdi next from the Jiffy Loop Sports Desk. Cooley and Kevin, presented by NATCA, the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. They guide you home safely.